Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about what's coming in the world of energy. So why am I telling you this? This is, after all, a real estate show. Well, wherever there's low-cost energy, there's economic growth. And wherever there's economic growth, there will be population migration. And all of this affects real estate. I'm here to tell you it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. But the good news is that it will get better. We have a global energy shortage. We think that energy is expensive at $1.50 a liter in Canada, €1.70 per liter in Italy, which, by the way, comes to about $7 per gallon in U.S. dollars, and compares to $0.90 a liter or $3.60 per gallon through most of the United States. Energy is what enables us to live our modern lifestyle. The amount of energy contained in a single liter of gasoline is equivalent to about 110 person hours of work if done by human labor. That's over 400 person hours of labor in a gallon of gasoline. At a minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, that same output would cost about a thousand times if performed by human labor. The Industrial Revolution and the shift from biomass to coal and from coal to oil is what's enabled our modern lifestyle. In fact, you can spend your evening watching a movie on Netflix because of the availability of cheap and abundant energy. It's what's enabled our lifestyle. Now, we will see a drop in demand for energy during this current recession. It happens in every recession, and there's a direct correlation between a unit of economic output and the consumption of an equivalent unit of energy somewhere in the world. These two are inextricably connected. But once this recession shifts into recovery, we can expect to feel the full force of the energy shortage. We are past peak oil in the U.S. Can the U.S. continue to produce oil for years to come? Yeah, of course. But the cost of extracting that oil is going to continue to rise. And there's going to be increasing amounts of energy consumed in order to get at that oil, which thereby reduces the efficiency with which we can produce energy. Even with the most aggressive forecast for penetration of solar, wind, and hydroelectric, we will not produce enough energy to displace the decline in oil and coal output. And we will not produce enough energy to supply the growing demands of the developing nations. Winston Churchill once said that he can trust the Americans to do the right thing. After they've exhausted all other possibilities, he said, the Americans can be counted on to do the right thing. And I believe the next wave of low-cost and abundant energy is going to come from those countries that embrace the next generation of modern nuclear technologies. Nuclear energy has developed a bad reputation with the general public. There's fear over safety, fear over nuclear weapons, although the two are not really connected, and fear over the environmental impact of the spent fuel. But we need to remember the nuclear accidents that have happened in the world so far are involving technology that's now more than 50 years old. I mean, think about those old nuclear power plants in Chernobyl, Three Mile Island, and Fukushima as 50-year-old technology. Technology has advanced a lot in those years, but it's not been retrofitted to those existing reactors. Imagine what it was like to drive a car in the late 1960s. Those cars still used leaded gasoline. They lacked all kinds of safety features that we now take for granted. There were no shoulder seat belts. There were no airbags, no anti-locking brake system. No impact zones designed to absorb the energy in a collision. Think about how much has changed in the design of a vehicle in 50 years. There were no heated seats, no heated steering wheel. The window defrost was very crude. The engine had a 3-speed transmission, not the sophisticated 10-speed transmission that you find today in a modern F-150 pickup truck. The argument against nuclear 
is the same as criticizing a 50-year-old vehicle and applying that same criticism to a vehicle fresh off the assembly line. That criticism is based on ignorance. Are there still issues to be improved in nuclear technology? Absolutely. But we tend to think about large amounts of spent uranium rods and cooling ponds. The fact is, many of those older nuclear reactors only consumed a tiny percentage of the fuel. Some used only 1 or 2 percent of the uranium before being removed. That spent fuel could be further refined and repurposed in a more modern reactor, which would give the dual benefit of reducing nuclear waste and would clean up some of those sins of the past. And finally, you should think about the old nuclear reactors like a fully custom-built automobile. In fact, each one was custom-designed, and that design was likely never used again. The amount of engineering that went into each and every single one of those was extraordinary. Imagine if the auto industry worked that way. No two cars built alike, each one custom-designed. The cost would be exorbitant, would be prohibitive. Yet that's exactly how the nuclear industry has operated since inception. What if each mini 100-megawatt reactor was built in a factory instead, tested in the factory and shipped in a container to its destination? Each one of these mini power plants could be enough to power 42,000 homes. Here are a few things you should know about nuclear. The U.S. has largely forgotten about nuclear. The only company left with any expertise is Westinghouse, and they had to relearn the process in the last few years. Most of the nuclear leadership is now in Russia and China. In fact, the world including the United States, by the way, relies on Russia for its supply of uranium. So here are some nuclear-related things going on in the world right now. China is building more nuclear reactors than the U.S. has in total over the next 20 years. China is also building reactors for other countries. Modern nuclear technology is orders of magnitude safer than the old relics that are still in service. In fact, the remaining reactors at Chernobyl's nuclear facility continue to operate and increase electric output for 15 years after the accident in 1986. The closure only happened as a result of political pressure and financial incentives from the European Union against a backdrop of protests from local residents and workers at the nuclear power plant. So why am I telling you this? There will be a nuclear renaissance coming, and you should pay attention. It's not going to happen overnight. Against a backdrop of seemingly endless bad news, there is a silver lining at the end of this story. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. 